Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH Podcast. I'm Eric Damon from the National Guild of Hypnotists. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. I'm Eric Damon from the National Guild of Hypnotists, and I have the pleasure to be joined by three wonderful hypnotists and part of the NGH. We're actually recording from the NGH convention in Marlboro, Massachusetts, and I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves because they can probably do a much better job at it than I can. <laughs> Starting with Tommy. Thank you, Eric. I'm Tommy V from Valley Hypnosis. Um, my practice is in Methuen, Massachusetts, and I've been in the business for probably around 30 years now. Wow, that makes you old. Yeah, I've I been yeah. uh, seasoned. That's what <laughs> Carol? Okay, so I'm old too. Um, I've been practicing hypnosis for 30 years. My name is Carol Deniger, I should mention. And um, I have a practice called North Shore Hypnosis. And I also have a school where I teach the hypnosis certification training, NGH, of course, uh, on Long Island. And I'm very happy to be here. Well, we're glad you joined us. Okay. I'm, Dr. Uh, Will? I'm Will Horton, Dr. Will Horton. Um, I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and hypnotist. Uh, I've been a hypnotist, and that's my primary modality since the mid 1980s. So I've been doing it for a while, and um, and I'm currently in Florida. I live in Venice, Florida. Then why do we call you Texas all the time? Because I, I wear the cowboy <laughs> hat. Yes, they do have horses. <laughs> uh, okay, well, it just fit the the whole thing so we're, we're doing a um a round table discussion uh we've got a uh a topic that we're all going to just chit chat about and uh give some insights uh get your insight on it and uh share it with everyone the 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 topic is what is works best for you and we're talking you as hypnotists uh private hypnosis sessions uh group sessions virtual sessions why would you say that works for you um and where do obviously do you find the most success from? And so anyone wants to jump in and tell me what works for them or what you see, even if you see, you know, how things will evolve even from here and your thoughts about that. I, uh, this is Tommy V. I think uh, we are definitely evolving to uh, remote sessions. I know many associates that have closed their physical offices and that's all that they do. I'm just barely getting into remote i still have an office um i've done a few remote sessions with people in florida or other places and that works well and uh come to think of it when my dad started the office uh for reinforcement for smokers we always offered a telephone reinforcement if you're at home you're thinking about smoking call us up so we've been doing remote for years just over the phone right but it is going that way for sure and my office works for me for a couple of reasons some people expect to, to come in live um and i think it is powerful to either do one session live and then go remote uh the other reason why it works for me is my uh rent is very cheap <laughs> it's uh less than 400 dollars a month so it works for me right now if it was eight nine hundred dollars i might be doing something different so no let me tag onto that for a second yeah. would you find that there might be a client that you feels comfortable at least the initial or maybe the first couple of sessions are 
face to face. Yeah. And then they're they're more comfortable to do a virtual session. I think some people are. Um, but I think we're going towards virtual. I don't know. Maybe. Well, this Carol. is Carol. Um, and so I suppose there would have been a time maybe five or 10 years ago, I would think teaching online would be, you know, very uh, like well, next day impossible. Do <laughs> yeah. And uh, seeing clients, I, I, I couldn't have imagined, although we used to do telephone hypnosis mm -hmm. uh, on rare occasion. But, um, you know, people's expectations are changing. <clears throat> I do agree that it's useful to have the first one or two in person if you can. I think there's it's important to get that energy mm -hmm. connection uh, between you and uh, establish rapport in person if you can. But uh, sometimes a person will want to see me and they're not located close enough to make it possible to to drive to the office so i'm doing the the training online i'm doing um uh, seeing clients online as well and you know it's interesting because up until the advent of covid i was teaching you know i had a a, a licensed school i still do and uh you know i had my quarters from which i was authorized to teach and then when COVID happened, we were commanded to go online if the if the courses would, you know, um, would work well online. Right. And they, you know, they were responsible for that decision. And then when COVID was over, I saw how well the training went online. And I actually got them to license me to do online mm -hmm. certification training. So I'm very proud of that. And it's working very well. And uh, so, yeah, that's what I have to say about oh, that. No, that's good. <laughs> All right, um, uh, Dr. Will, and 90% of what I do is online. I started doing online in 2012. It was go to meeting before they <laughs> right. had Zoom and all this other stuff. And because I've been blessed to be able to travel and teach, I would have people that would want to do something. And, you know, I live in Florida, they're in New York or wherever they happen to be. So that's why I started doing it. And so when, as Carol just said, when COVID hit and it changed the whole dynamic of it, you know, I'd already been doing online. So, uh, you know, I was lucky enough. I showed people how to do it and all this and the different types and, you know, as uh, hypno coaches or as uh, uh, consulting hypnotists, we don't fall under the medical umbrella where you got to have a HIPAA compliant online platform. Like if I was going to practice clinical psych. Right. Um, right. So it was, it was, it was fun. And I think what I see people talking about, like here at the conference and people I train is that once you go virtual, you know, you're not bound by being in Massachusetts or New York or Florida or Chicago. You get people literally from all over the world. So there's a, there's, no, that's an, advantage, true. there's an advantage to that. And I think it's just a, that learning curve of taking things as Carol said of teaching online mm -hmm. Uh, it's a, it's just a learning curve. And it, I think as, as Tommy said too, it's the wave of the future. I know when I get people under the age of like 35 that want a session, they don't want to come in live. It's right. like getting, even if they're local, they'll go, can you do, can we do this online? You know? So, and again, because of COVID people got used to it. So there's no fear of it. So I, I and mostly it, online. And virtual is, or online has been successful for you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, all of you. 
I miss I miss the hands-on. That's why a couple of times a year I do something live at the at, here at this conference and a few other places. And I think eventually, and I'd like to hear from everybody else, I think we're going to see that morph out where I, you know, there was a dip in conferences because of COVID. I think it's going to come back, especially to get the hands-on training with people. Right. Right. I know I think you're you're right on that because there's a lot of um you see it here at at, at the NGH conferences. All the time, there's people in the corner and networking, and all of that is extremely important. As you guys can talk to, if you know, if you want to, is that you you need to be able to rely on each other um, and and constantly train, you know, to be a better hypnotist. And and that's what happens during this conference that that everybody's training and updating things and learning new things. So yeah, uh, all of that is 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 very important. Absolutely, I personally miss the hugs. With yeah. uh, my online classes, I don't usually attack my my clients the same <laughs> way I do my 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 colleagues and 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 my students. You know, they all have to get a hug on the way out, and I miss that 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 personal, um, you know, the contact. Uh, it, the, it, it, it yeah, it's rapport. It, well, you get the rapport online, but you can. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's and, just kind of nice to be in person, but it works very well. And after just a short time, it seems like you're in person. If you have a yeah. substantial size screen and, you know, uh, every time one of your students speaks or your client speaks, you see them kind of almost full size. Right. I wouldn't want to do it on a cell phone. <laughs> uh, that, that's missing something. And I know some people do. And I don't allow my students to join the class on a cell phone. It's just too small a screen because I share uh, slides so and just think about it when you go virtual you're instead of uh, attracting clients from an hour radius from where your office is now you've got the world right right yeah. it's huge okay. so know? i can tell you that the the national guild of hypnotists has been working on um developing safeguards if you will i guess that's the word we'll use um for virtual training mm -hmm. because you know you want to make sure that the training stays where it's supposed to be at the level it's supposed to be and that it doesn't slack off from just because you're not in person. Mm -hmm. And there's some, there's a few things that the National Guild of Hypnotists is working on so that we can audit these things um, to make sure that exactly like uh, Scott Giles was talking about, you know, our, our par concept, you know, keeping on par with things and, mm -hmm. and being responsible and ethics and, and all of that, which is important. And, you know, it's got to carry on with uh, online work as well. One of the things I find to be a great improvement over doing training in person is the breakout rooms, let's say in a Zoom meeting where, you know, everyone will pair off to practice a technique or an induction or whatever. And I can hop from breakout room to breakout room. It was a bit more of a challenge when you're teaching in person, you have to get them far enough away from each other so that they're not hearing each other's session. Right. And so you still have to get around and sort of, you know, you know, supervise what's going on. I found that to be a lot easier online and I feel I get more attention that way. And on the therapy side online, not therapy, on the coaching side online, uh, there was some research that said uh, in some ways uh, online is better for long-term affect change because you're in your home, so you're comfortable. So right. I can use my clinical specialty as addictions. You know, somebody can come to an addiction center and do great for 28 days. They get home three days later, they're they're 
they're back drinking or drugging. Mm -hmm. And it's because nothing changed at home. When you're working at people at home, you get the the triggers are right there and you could, you know, right. They're in the atmosphere. Yeah, and they're more they, comfortable yep. to, to drop the the thing. So it's a, you know, the, and I know from the other, I'm a licensed professional. So the, the site community is having the same issues with what we're having. How do you, how do you regulate it? How do you keep it? So you're doing the, the, the proper thing at the proper time. Yeah. And I regulate it in the sense of making sure that ethically it's, yeah. it's done correctly and it's not a fly by night type of thing. I mean, all of, all of our, our members, as you all know, because you talk to them every day uh, at the national guild are professionals and, and they work hard to, to be professionals. And when something evolves like this onto online or, you know, type of uh, to work, um, then we we just have to make sure we tag along and make sure that if you're part of the guild, you're still at that level that you need to be. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can chat a little bit about what happens when the client first calls, thinking that, you know, it's an office. I'm going to come in and see you because I picked up a couple of things. I don't know, remember where I heard this from, but the hypnotist says, well, once you close your eyes, it doesn't matter whether you're sitting at home or whether you're in my office. And the change happens not in my office. It happens in your mind. So that's a good, a nice, nice approach. I don't know what Absolutely. you, what you say, uh, Carol and Will, um, but some people are calling up, hi, hey, can I come in for an appointment? And you say, well, we're doing it online now. Oh, really? Does it work well? What happens if we get disconnected and all that stuff? Right. Uh, and, so and well, that is a pain when that happens if, you know, on rare occasion, if something like that does happen. But uh in my in my case, I see uh, I give the client the choice. They can come into the office mm -hmm. if they're able, uh, if they prefer, um, or they can do it online, or we can do a combination of both. Okay. But uh, uh, you know, I think it works very well online because they're so comfortable. In fact, recently I had a therapist come to see me, and she admitted right away, "I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, do this." And I said, oh, you'll be fine, you know. <laughs> and well, she wasn't one bit fine. Um, she came because she uh, she wanted to, she felt she was eating too much. She ate very healthfully. She wasn't overweight, but she still felt she was eating too much. So went through a very, you know, relaxing induction to keep her very calm. And midway, her eyes popped open. And she said, yep, I'm right. I can't do this. I, I got to go. So I said, well, you know, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to create a recording for you and I'm going to send that to you. Mm -hmm. And then we'll see what happens. So she she listens to an audio recording and she's recently called to schedule a second appointment oh, and she wants it to be on Zoom now. Okay. At first, she was a little skeptical of that, but for her, she just was so anxious about closing her eyes in front of another human being. Mm -hmm. Uh, so she had other issues going on aside from the uh, eating a little bit too much. Well, as usual, I'm the outlier. I only do <laughs> online. I don't have physical practice anymore. Uh, if I get someone local that really wants to be, you know, seen in person, I do uh, I have a friend. He has a medical practice. He's a uh, family practitioner. I can use his space. Um, so I always tell the people, yeah, we could do it. I can only do it on like this either Wednesday or Friday because that's the day he's at the, Playing you know, golf. He's yeah. house, <laughs> the hospital, whatever. I said, but, I, you know, instead of what the usual fee is, it's, you know, it's like 225 instead of 150 because, mm -hmm. you know, I got that always like changes the conversation. <laughs> but the thing I, you know, like was said, one of the things I've seen change 
because of COVID was a couple before COVID living in Florida, an older population, I won't say elderly, but Season. older po population, they were <laughs> like, hey, we mentioned old? Zoom or online. Nope. But now I'm getting some very tech savvy, you know, people in their seventies because to well, order food, to play with your inner, I mean, so it's that, that dynamics changing. And like was said, the thing I do and people like it, I say, okay, now like, you know, we're good, Eric, we're doing the cut, you know, let's, let's start the session. But all that we talk about before I do the formal hypnosis or the NLP technique I'm going to do, I'm not recording that. So right. that, you know, I'll, I'll record the actual hypnosis session or the, or the actual NLP technique and send that to you because you don't, you know, unless you want, I can record the whole thing. I don't, I don't care. You send them right. the audio. Or I the... send them the audio. Okay. I said I. You could turn your camera off. It, it's fine with me because, uh, uh, but I prefer you leave the camera on so I can watch you. So in case you fall out of the chair, which has never <laughs> happened, that's a joke. But uh, you know, um, but it is good because you get the the more you do this, the more things happen. I was in the middle of a session with a guy, and suddenly the phone rings, the dog starts barking, and you know it's in the middle of the session, and and he goes, "I gotta go take care." I'm like, "It's okay. We can, we can, we can, come, come you back. know." And, uh, you know, and you deal with the situation. As yeah, just like, yeah. I still say some of the best hypnosis sessions I ever did was when I had my physical office and the room next door was being rehab. So you could hear Jack. <laughs> so I turned it into a story about rehabbing your mind, We're gonna rip out the old wall, put in new. Wall. So I said, that's fine. You know, so, uh, but it also, you know, he was a skeptical client and it turned into a great client because it proved to him that if you're always in control when your dog started barking like a man banshee he needed to go see what it was right so yeah but i like it and every once in a while i get somebody that'll say nope nope i want it online or not online i want it in person and he's since closed his practice but there was a local guild guy that was in venice and then another one in sarasota i say well i'll give you their number because i i'm i don't have an office what can i tell right. you yeah well you know when you look at the, the big picture all of us are really still in the growing phase of what's happening online. And, and it really was, uh, you know, thrust into high gear because of COVID, meaning that, you know, yes, Grubhub was still around before COVID, but eh, you didn't use it. Maybe you did. It, it was occasional use. Now everybody uses it. So it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of really pushed this, including, you know, our profession into hyper mode in the sense of how can we do what we do online as well now what about group sessions is that possible online is it successful online well i'll just, i'll start that one when i i do a weekly call with with a group and usually we do a session at the end of it and uh like we said if you're comfortable if you're uncomfortable with zoom you know you put the gallery view up you can see everyone yeah. and when i get ready to do it People will opt out. They'll say, I really can't do it right now. You know, I'm at work. That'll happen a lot because people will jump on and they'll do that. And I'll say, that's fine. Or, you know, there's a lot going on. So I think a lot of that is trust your client to self-select whether they can do it or not. You know, and we still, a couple of people jump on my call. They're driving, you know. So I'm like, this may not, you may not want to do yeah. the, the session part while you're driving, you know. We'd like you relaxed. Yeah. I'm not that relaxed. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> I'm a Florida guy. We make fun of Ohio <laughs> drivers. But yeah, so yeah, I, I like doing sessions, group sessions online. And I know a guy that does stop smoking seminars. He still does the stop smoking seminars. Uh, 
and he'll do them occasionally live. But I, the last time I talked to him, about 70% is virtual. Still does the snail mail or the, uh, what are those called? Uh, the packets, group, like like a Groupon. Oh, thing Groupon type and all stuff, that. yeah. Yeah, Valpack. Val, all right, I'm right. dating myself here. <laughs> Valpack, and, which I used to do, and Groupon. And he goes, no, they'll come online and he'll have, the groups are a little smaller, you know. But he does. But it's it. been successful. He's been See, successful. For you. Yeah. Think about what virtual does to your bottom line. You have no rent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's huge for most people. Right. Especially if you're in a market where your rent, where I'm at, the, the rent for an office space is probably two grand for a right. three room office. Right. So if you can do the same amount of clients without that nut to crack every month, it's pretty good. That's a benefit. It is. Right. And then, and the whole idea is obviously either it be group sessions or, or singles you, you know if it's successful you're gonna you know you're gonna keep doing it and developing it um um but uh and when it comes to groups uh and with every class i do there's going to be a period of time where first i'll talk about the concept or you know uh, of the technique i'm going to teach then i'll demonstrate it and then i want them to break into prayers and practice it and uh, so I have that kind of group experience, but I've not done any kind of, uh, I've done groups in person, and but I haven't done groups. Hypnosis Yeah, sessions. like a group uh, quit smoking session yeah, or something like that. And uh, I'm sure it works as well as in person, but I think the group experience never worked quite as well as, you know, one-on-one. -on -one. Right. Right. No, no. Yeah. One on one is more, more powerful. Yeah. It has to be so generic if it's going to be a group. Yeah. You can customize it. Why yeah. do those stop smoking? Mm -hmm. Well, you, stage hypnosis, that's that's a group basically on the stage. Yeah. There have been some stage hypnotists that during COVID did a show online. I didn't see any of it. I don't know how it worked. Yeah. I don't wow. know. Do I'm not all. sure. Wow. I, I mean, Last night you you killed it in the in a Thank good you. sense. I mean, <laughs> thanks. Great job. Thanks. That was fun. a lot of fun. We're at the convention here live, and it's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They were hypnotists being hypnotized. Yeah. And... The easiest group to hypnotize. <laughs> bunch of hypnotists. Hello. It was a great stage <laughs> show, and everyone was in person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unsolicited plug. Why people want to come to conference? You know, the NGH conference is what you said about networking. You know how right. I got. People ask me, how do I grow my career? I said, well, show up and meet the people. And mm -hmm. what really got me going, um, I was at a different conference, the Mid-America, and um, George Bien calls me over and goes, I want you to meet this guy. And I'm like, who is he? And he goes, oh, it, uh, we just call him Doc. <laughs> and so I sat down. That's how I met, you know, Dr. Damon and got to interact. And he goes, yeah, you've been coming to the conference. Why don't you teach more? And, and now like, you've been here for <laughs> yeah, yeah, years uh, and years yeah. and years, right? Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. That's what we like to hear. I appreciate the fact that you all sat down and let me pick your mind about uh, a topic here. And I'd love to have you back on more of these roundtable discussions, if you're willing to do that. Sure. I'd love and, to. And we'll have some of our podcast listeners offer up some suggestions on what they'd like uh, us to bring up as a topic. So we so could that... do this from our own home, you mean, and you'd be in your office? Absolutely. In Florida and Carroll, New York. We wow. certainly can. That, that's well, true. we did some group things <laughs> earlier in the year, right, you know, with the staff to right. talk about stuff and, to talk about the the convention, and we got people involved as well. So, yeah. but I want to thank you very much for joining us. Thank My you. pleasure, pleasure, a lot of fun. Thanks. Bye. 
Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us, ngh podcast at ngh.net.